talking all things theatre and events. I've been part of some amazing shows and I've worked with some amazing people. Nothing that replaces that feeling of being in a gig. We very quickly learned about the new technologies, digital technologies we've got. The Stage Is Yours podcast. Hello and welcome back to The Stage Is Yours podcast. With me, your host, Cal Graham, joined as always by producer Dan, and we're talking all things theatre and events. Joining us today is Peter Glanville, Artistic Director of Polka Theatre, one of the UK's leading producers of early years and children's theatre. We get into how Polka have adapted to keep producing theatre during lockdown, their Christmas show, and creating inclusive theatre. Peter Glanville, The Stage Is Yours. And welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, Peter? Yeah, I'm very well this morning. Thank you. <laughs> Grand. Uh, Peter is from uh, Polka Theatre, uh, one of the top children's theatres in London, um, specialising in children's theatre. Um, so if you could just give us a little bit of a background, really, at Polka Theatre, I think it's something that if you are if you don't have a child, you might not have really heard of. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, um, Polka Theatre was established just over 40 years ago. And uh, it's a it's a beautiful um, building which is in uh, in Wimbledon, and it's uh, it's a it's a kind of wonderland really for for children and uh, and families. I think the initial idea was that uh, there should be uh, a theatre in London that um, really has all of the kind of qualities that you'd expect uh, that that adults would expect. Uh, from a theatre, but that that should be there for uh, for children as well. So uh, there's a there's a main house theatre, 300 seat kind of end on theatre with beautiful backstage dressing rooms and all the facilities that you'd expect from theatre. Uh, we've got an adventure theatre, which is a, a studio theatre where we put on most of our work for for younger children. Um, uh, under six um, but also uh, where it, it's really a space where, where people can kind of drop in and play as well so there's a there's a playground there's a, a cafe that uh, that's had a, a kind of train carriage running through it there's a garden that you can kind of go outside and uh, and enjoy as well so um, a, a really a, a, a big building that's uh, that's lots of fun for children to to come and enjoy be creative do workshops uh, see productions um, but with um with with a level of care uh, and respect that is there for uh, for theatre uh, in the, it really in the same way that any professional theatre would operate that's great i think it is really nice to have that all under kind of one roof as well which is really nice because you guys offer everything from after school clubs right the way through to you produce your own shows as well uh, absolutely, yeah. We're we're, we're predominantly um, a producing house, so there's about um, about sort of six or seven new productions a year, and those range from uh, productions that might be kind of adaptations of um, you know books by Morpurgo or, or Philip Pullman for kind of you know eight to twelves, or they may be new pieces of work that have been created for um, for for two to fours, or or, or even productions for, for for babies that we create as well. So the whole a whole range of of productions and um, and workshops and creative activities for for the, specifically for different age ranges that's amazing um so have you found that obviously we're all in slightly weird times right now and um, certainly have you managed to kind of adapt and kind of still manage to try and keep something kind of coming out for your audiences 
Yeah, it's been um, it's been kind of really challenging. I mean, for for, for Polka, we were um, we were already uh, temporarily shut because we're going through a big um, uh, kind of eight million pound capital redevelopment at the moment. So we'd already been closed for a year and uh, and and kind of moved down to a, a smaller a smaller team, um, and we'd been kind of operating from uh, New New Wimbledon Theatre. Um, throughout uh, throughout what was actually our 40th anniversary so we had a lot of activities okay. related to that um so it's been uh, it's it's been kind of challenging in a different way because we've not we've not had the challenges that lots of theatres have had of of just how to continue having any kind of activity in the building which uh, you know which has been really really hard um but we have been able to respond in terms of the um the participative work we do so uh, like like many places we we very quickly learned about the new technologies digital technologies we've got and and our um our, our, our aim was really to support children uh, and families at this time as much as we could you know our our, our mission is to help children uh, navigate their way in the world and um we recognise that you know there's huge kind of uh, needs uh, at this time. So we um, we we've had we've got a literacy support program called Right Here Right Now that we run with five schools. We we uh, immediately managed to make all of that work kind of online for for those children. Uh, we've got a group called Free Falling, and we we work with uh, children who are um, having a, facing challenging circumstances either at home or at school. Uh, and with the Free Falling group, we 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 again managed to kind of work all that with weekly Zoom groups. Um, uh, over the summer, when things got slightly better, we were able to work in a school and uh, and bring in a filmmaker and make a film with them. So that was that was great. That we were actually able yeah. to work in a kind of socially distanced way. Um, and then we 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 set up polka online which is our kind of uh, a kind of free offer of activities to children and families um uh, we had storytelling for children we had live workshops we had uh, meet the kind of playmakers sort of introduction to kind of creative artists um and uh, and that was kind of interesting because we were we were kind of reaching our uh, our, our local community, our local audiences, but also uh, getting emails from families in lockdown in Italy saying, oh, this is fantastic. You know, so that, that was a kind of, you know, it was really interesting that actually, you know, one of the things that's positive about this is that we're, we're reaching new audiences and actually the, the audiences that we have been reaching have been, have been international as well. Oh, that's amazing. So you think it's something that actually you can carry on beyond this and kind of expand what you offer and further outreach than just your immediate community? I think so. We're looking at that at the moment. And I think very quickly we've gone from Polka Online being a separate thing to kind of working in a way which is is, is much more blended and, and that kind of uh, almost sort of, you know, the new normal of, of expecting digital content is there. So it, it's just part of our identity at the moment, um, the, the kind of digital offer. But I, you know, absolutely, I think we're kind of, we're learning a lot. And I think we're, we're also, you know, recognising that kind of um, commissioning, creating new new digital work that's that's kind of innovative or interesting and isn't just a case of filming the show is 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 a, a kind of way forward as well and audiences are are really kind of wanting those kind of experiments um online rather than uh, just expecting you to stream a show which you know which is also great i mean you know it's uh, i'm not not against that but it's uh, it's interesting to kind of think what well, well what could we do and how might we use this medium you know yeah try to keep that or I think having chatted to lots of people trying to keep that audience interaction between it all um, as much as 
like you said, streaming a show is great for especially for early years theatre and a younger audience. That interaction I feel is even more important or is a key part of what you offer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the one of the things we've been doing, we did a, a over the summer thing called Passport to Polka, which is sort of live um, live workshops that um, people could sign up to. I think we we, we charged a fiver for them, and um, and any number of you know. Uh, people in a family could sort of take part um, but actually we had a whole list in advance of all the objects that you're going to use in the workshop and um, uh, I've got uh, I've got three daughters under eight and they just they, they they actually that was one of the exciting bits spending half an hour beforehand running around going oh we need I need a hat I need a bag I need a cloth I need an object that I can stir with I need to find a flower from the garden you know and um, and then using all of those and being kind of completely active I think that's the thing actually it's it's uh, you know, we're about really stimulating children's creativity. So, so that kind of interactive workshop and that um, styles uh, has worked really well. And actually, um, schools haven't been able to um, continue with the the after school clubs that we normally run in schools um, because they kind of cross lots of bubbles, and you know that that, yeah. that was too difficult. But um, uh, we've been able to put some of those workshops online as well. And uh, again, they just, you know, people are really uh, engaging with them. But I think what, our, what's, what we've learned is that the more interactive they can be, the, the, the better they seem to run. You know, uh, That's great. And that kind of brings us nicely onto how, uh, how you have now adapted your Christmas show and your Christmas offering. I think a lot of theatres obviously, unfortunately, haven't been able to, depending now on which tier you've ended up in, depends on obviously whether you can offer or what you can offer. Um, which is a shame for some theatres and others obviously of doing that, but um, your complete adaptation has gone obviously with your redevelopment and everything that's going on. Yeah, sure. Well, um, there's a, a, a director called um, Ian Nicholson, who I, I think I first met him about three years ago, he's working at the um, kind of Nuffield Theatre. And, um, and I've, you know, so I'd, I'd kind of uh, thought, oh, he, he, no, he, he seemed a really interesting artist. And then... Um, I saw him uh, perform a, a kind of toy theatre version of I Want My Hat Back by uh, John Classen, which is a, a children's picture book, which had been um, kind of commissioned by Little Angel Theatre. And um, it, it, it went viral. It was, it, was, it was so, so well done. And it was really a kind of him, him, him as a kind of uh, a puppeteer narrator figure inside uh, a kind of miniature toy theatre kind of proscenium type theatre um, telling the story and um, I saw that and then I saw that he was uh, had been commissioned by the uh, English National Opera to do uh, another um, piece as well and uh, and that was really brilliant with live music um, and I thought well I wonder whether uh, he'd be interested in a, a polka commission the idea that I had was to take uh, a Christmas Carol and maybe maybe just a kind of 15 minute version I mean the ones that, that I'd seen him do uh, that he'd you know been getting together in a couple of weeks with this brilliant designer called Sam Wilde um, most of them had been about seven or eight minutes so I thought well maybe this would be an interesting uh, uh, commission it's 15 minutes is enough to develop the characters a little bit more develop a bit more uh, pathos in the story um, so I uh, I kind of said okay would you you know be interested in um, putting a sort of treatment forward and see what the idea is. And um, and the idea they came up with was just brilliant, which was of, of everything, pretty much everything that's used to create the story being recycled. 
um, and to use all the kind of uh, all the stuff of Christmas, all the paraphernalia of Christmas to create everything. So the, the puppets are literally made out of tinsel and baubles and Christmas wrapping and Christmas paper and um, and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, it's 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 a really interesting aesthetic. And the that idea in itself is hopefully going to inspire kids to just kind of use all of that rather than throwing it all in the bin or in the recycling you know how do you make a puppet out of wrapping paper and bits of of um, bubble wrap you know how do you the, the the ghost of christmas present is a present with a mouth and moving moving eyes you know um so uh so it's really it was really a, a appealing and um uh, and yeah, there, there we we've hired the Rialto Theatre in Brighton because Ian Ian's based in Lewis. Uh, we've got another puppeteer on board that's kind of working with him. Um, Sam Wild, the um, the designer, is based in Bristol, and he he made everything advance in advance with the with his assistant, uh, and then literally drove down to to Brighton on Monday, dropped everything off, um, and they're they're rehearsing it now and. Uh, uh, and getting it ready for um, for you know for a bit of post production and then and then something that we'll be able to um, offer to our audiences. So uh, so it's really exciting. And actually, literally just before um, uh, we we started chatting, we had a we had a meet and greet. And, and normally on the first day of rehearsals, all the staff at Polk mm. and you know it could be about forty of us in the theatre uh, have a meet and greet with the creative artists and the performers. Um, the actors uh, and that's a chance to kind of talk about the production meet each other uh see the costume design see the model box etc and we thought Do you know what we're still producing this we still want them to feel that they're part of the polka team so um we had a zoom meet and greet with 20 of us this morning uh over a cup of coffee and uh and they sort of showed us you know stuff that they were doing uh down in brighton so um yeah i mean te technology is amazing isn't it in terms of how we can absolutely. still keep connected creatively you know? absolutely i think it is finding ways to do what we always do um and and just ways that you can still try and keep that going and in this slightly odd new normal that things are becoming and it's uh I do that i think it's testament to you guys to find that to come up with that idea and kind of adapt what you would normally do and find a way to still make that offering. Um, yeah. You've also worked with Vocalize as well to kind of make your show as accessible as possible to every, everyone. So um, I wonder if you could give us a little bit more about how you kind of have worked with Vocalize and to adapt your show to make it as uh, accessible for everyone. Um, yeah, so what we what we're wanting to do with with Vocalize is really to um, bring Christmas Carol to life for blind and visually impaired people um, through through the accompanying audio description. We're working with them, and they're they're audio describing it, but they're not just audio describing it throughout. They're doing um, they're doing a kind of int introductory uh, audio description as well. So uh, so the um, Audiences will get a chance to have the, uh, the, the the set described to them, the the setting described to them, characters. So so not only a, a description that takes takes people through the story, uh, but a description that allows audiences to to get a kind of, a kind of whole feel for the piece throughout. So um, so yeah, we're really vocalised fantastic organisation who kind of know uh, know what they're doing, um, kind of inside out so we're really yeah it's really really pleased to be kind of working with them and to uh, to just kind of you know ensure that it's um enhancing kind of accessibility for audiences and that's something that we um 
are really committed to in terms of uh, in terms of working at Polka. We have um, you know we have audio described productions. We have relaxed performances. We have um, uh, a BSL um performances and uh and, and captioning so um so we felt that you know that that um uh that that um commitment to to ensure that the the work we create is is there for every child is uh, is something that we need to uh make sure is there you know uh when when, when it's a it's, it's it's a digital offer as much as a kind of you know live live performance yeah which is really great and um you touched on it earlier that you're going through your uh your thing is going through your refurbishment and that obviously uh, for you guys uh, with all of your outreach and your accessibility programs, that that's very much at the heart of your, your refurb for your new, I say your new theatre, but your, uh, your refurbished theatre. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing uh, building, but yeah, it, it is um, now over 40 years old. And um, it, as much as we sort of try, uh, try to make, the, the building and the work as accessible as possible. Um, there were there were difficulties. Our rehearsal space uh, previously was in a, a church hall up the road, which was kind of up a narrow cobbled street, um, not very uh, uh, accessible, not very very friendly in that respect. Um, our offices were upstairs that were kind of slightly disconnected. Um, our theatre wasn't uh, stage wasn't uh, accessible. So these were all things that were absolute priorities for us in terms of the the redevelopment so we're now uh, going to have wheelchair access to the stage which means we can have performers who are wheelchair users children who are wheelchair users performing on the stage which is it is so crucial in terms of um you know the, the work that we want to do moving forward which is you know going to be a lot more kind of inclusive uh, the uh, the importance of audiences seeing uh, kind of being normalized with the visibility of disabled performers on stage you know it's 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 really key um our um our wardrobe department uh used to be right at the top of the building up up three flights of stairs that's now in a corridor that's right next to our new rehearsal space which is on the same level as our theater so the whole building is is much more accessible not only to our audiences but also to um to the artists that we work with as well and that's um uh, the the lift that we had uh was did give us a uh, kind of access to be able to um escort uh, uh, wheelchair users to the to the stage but that's that's also bigger than the previous one and that's a kind of recognition that um you know a lot of people do have have larger wheelchairs uh, now as well so um uh, so yeah it's 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 really important and um as i said our our um all of our work we're trying we're, we're thinking all the time about how we can make sure that it's for every child so uh, it's it's you know it's it's we need to remove whatever physical barriers might be there to to enable that um, accessibility in the building um and then you know the other the other aspect is really about the the work that we create and how we can uh make sure that our work is moving towards being more inclusive so um uh, we've got a number of projects sort of uh, that we're working with uh, on artists that we're working with at the moment who are um, who are disabled and and they're kind of that's that's a kind of key commitment in terms of the 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 work that we want to create in the future so um we've got a a, a brilliant artist called Nikki Charlesworth who has um, cerebral palsy and she's uh, she's developing a, a a puppetry piece which is um 
kind of exploring the barriers that she's faced uh, having having cerebral palsies, and and so we're supporting uh, the development of that work at the moment through our kind of Polka Lab uh, professional development um, project. Um, we've uh, we're, we're partnering with Unlimited. Uh, we've got a co-commission uh, for R and D, uh, a ten thousand pound co-commission that's out at the moment, and we're uh, we've had lots of interest uh, in that. So we're in the process of shortlisting. Uh, that, but there will be, you know, one uh, one artist that is uh, chosen uh, that we both then support through R and D, and hopefully take that further into kind of uh, production as well. Um, so, so yeah, we're in, a, and we're also, uh, and I can't kind of talk about our big kind of opening project that we're hoping to, to develop at the moment. But again, that is that's going to be uh, an inclusive piece as well, and we're kind of looking, exploring at the moment how we can work with uh, potentially whether uh, a deaf performer, deaf deaf director on that as well. So um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's all really exciting. <laughs> it's really exciting. Yeah, absolutely, I think it's something that um, can sometimes be overlooked. Is obviously we is lots and lots of theatres cater to your audience and make everything inclusive for your audience. But also, I think it's actually when you look into it a little bit further actually it's being able to offer that to performers and artists as well to be able to go well actually there's no barriers anywhere within a theatre and element is something that is getting better but I think like I said with the nature of theatre buildings being that little bit older certainly backstage is where it tends to get can be quite difficult to make a building accessible for everyone but I think it's it's great that you guys have got that at your heart going forward to try and make to give everyone that opportunity really yeah, absolutely. I think I can't remember where the quote came from, but someone sort of said, you know, the difference between sort of uh, uh, accessibility and inclusivity is that, you know, accessibility is um, uh, being invited to the party, inclusivity is being being asked to dance, you know, and I think that's that that's, you know, that's kind of where we're heading, really. It's, it's uh, you know, just about developing exciting partnerships with a whole range of different different artists. Yeah, which is which is really exciting for you guys, and I think for everyone in the future to see what because there are some amazing stories to be told. I think as well from that certainly. And one little thing that I'd like to touch on that I kind of uh, I might be springing on you a little bit because it certainly wasn't in what I sent out initially, but um, I found really intriguing and interesting when I was looking a little bit further into Polka. Um, is your Young Voices kind of program? And yeah, absolutely. It's um, we kind of you know we, we we want children to be at the heart of the organization you know and um every you know everything we do all the time we're thinking about uh thinking about children thinking about children's you know emotions perceptions wanting the work to uh to be authentic and to not fall into um you know being cliched in in any way so uh one of the ideas that we that we had some time ago was to set up this kind of young voices group and they are a group of um children who range from I think the youngest is about six through to about 12 um, and uh, we uh, we kind of get advice from them really and use them in lots of different ways to uh, to join us in R&D or rehearsals and give feedback on uh, to the artists uh, you know to the creative team uh, on um, on the work what they think of it uh, we work with them uh, directly in R and D, sometimes there is there are the artists that come in and go. Actually, I really want to kind of spend, um, uh, you know, a week working with a group of seven-year-olds to make sure that I'm kind of creating a piece of work which feels authentic to them and a piece of work that is geared to that age range. You know, I'm worried that I might be going too old with some of the content. Will it, you know, will it be something that they really um, kind of uh, get stimulated by or kind of key into? Um, 
they uh, they interviewed me for my job. <laughs> they weren't That's the only <laughs> they weren't the only ones. You know, the arts council and a few other people were there as well. But you know, they uh, they 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 were part of the process. You know, so if you get the job, what are you going to do? You know, what shows are you going to do? Are you going to do Harry Potter? Yeah, like a range of <laughs> questions. <laughs> I'd love that. Would be great, wouldn't it? I wouldn't mind that one. Um, and uh, and they advise us on green issues, uh, sustainability. They tell us about books that they're reading, TV that they're watching. You know, so it's a way of us just kind of um, being able to make sure that there's that continued communication. You know, uh, and um, yeah, and that the work's authentic. You know, that it's kind of something that that is. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a bloke in my 50s I you know I yes I've got I've got three young kids but actually it's really important to um to you know uh, 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 they being a seven-year-old now is very different to being a seven-year-old five years ago ten years ago you know they know what it's like and they're having particular experiences so um yeah it's it's really it's really important to us the young voices group really key yeah, I think it it was like I said looking into a bits piece that you guys do and that you offer. It was something that really jumped out at me that I was like, well, that is really great that you're keeping that work as relevant as possible to make sure that it's that it is obviously interesting to seven eight year old, but also that it's still heading in the right direction from that. And I I love that story that they were part of your interview as well. I think that's great. <laughs> So kind of starting to wrap this up a little bit, these are a little bit random and kind of the end of our podcast. We ask all sure. these, all the, um, all these audience, all of our guests, the same three questions at the end. And they're a little bit random and kind of, we just chatted through myself and Dan and kind of thought about just three random questions kind of to do that. So the first one is if you have, um, if you had a dream show that you could be involved with that you wanted to produce, um, do you have an idea what that would be or uh, yeah, what would that be for you? Um, that's an interesting question, isn't it? I mean, I think um, there's. Uh, I, I love his dark materials. That might be one that I, that would be one that I'd love to do at some point. But um, uh, yeah, I think I think that would be that would probably be the one I go for. There is there is a kind of there's a, a section of one of the, in the first Harry Potter book where the owl comes, and I always thought I'd be really interesting creating a production out of it's literally about three pages, you know. Mm. So maybe I maybe I need to write to Jake. Okay, see if you let me have the rights to three pages. <laughs> Just three pages. That's all I want. Three pages. All I want. That's all I want. So much to ask. You know. <laughs> There's enough pages in Harry Potter. I'm yeah, sure if you yeah. can spare three. Um, that's great. Um, our second one is probably our most random, but some people find it quite difficult to answer. Um, after your an event or a show, um, what's your go-to snack? Yeah. Um, well, the um, I suppose that, like the thing with children's theatre is most of our shows are um, a kind of morning and afternoon. So, um, so it's, you know, we don't have uh, uh, the same kind of thing, experience as a kind of first night of an evening show where you're all, you're all straight down the pub or off for a curry or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But having said that, <laughs> I will, uh, there is a, there's a nice um, Thai uh, restaurant up the road. So, so often I'll, um, you know, myself and uh, the some of the creative artists will go there, and um, uh, yeah, I'll 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 treat myself to a nice Thai mm -hmm. meal and probably um, a large a large glass of Malbec would be my uh, my my choice mm -hmm. for that. Lovely. And our final uh, question, and it's kind of to try and end up uh, that we've got. Um, what's the one thing that you know now 
that you wish someone had told you or you knew when you were kind of first starting out? Um, I think uh, that um, to not be afraid to uh, to write to to people that you um, uh, think you can learn from. I mean, I I didn't grow up in a, a theatre world at all. I was from a a, a kind of um, a working class background where nobody I knew was involved in the arts at all, really, and kind of came to London uh, because punk was in London that was my thing but I kind of got into when I got into theatre I just felt like such a kind of outsider and I thought I don't you know I can't um you know possibly uh speak to this person or write to this theatre and um and I uh, I think I, that was that was wrong and I think I think actually my experience now is that most um directors or artistic directors are, are really open you know and really happy to have a chat or have a coffee or to even kind of mentor um mentor people so um that would my advice would be to not be frightened to uh to ask you know for advice or to have a coffee or chat great great i think that's a really nice note to end on as well um peter it's been really great chatting to you um about all things polka and what you guys have got going on um, we will obviously put out all of your information where you can find the Christmas Carol as well, should people want to tune into that. Um, yeah, it's been really nice. Brilliant. Thank you, Callum. It's been, been really enjoyable. It's Thank been you. great. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Stage Is Yours podcast. Want to know more? Then head over to all of our socials. You can find us at Stage Is Yours Pod, where you can catch a cheeky glimpse at some of our upcoming guests and subscribe to our YouTube channel to make sure that you never miss an episode. This has been the Stage Is Yours podcast, talking all things theatre and events. Until next time.